Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, actor, comedian, and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the show. I'd, I'd like to say, first of all, that yes, indeed, we are live. This is not a, a best of, although it just might be. I mean, I'm always I'm open to the possibility that that a show even live could be a best of. You know what I mean, Johnny? Oh, Million? There you go. And the other thing I would like to say it right out of the gate is I am incredibly thankful that you're my buddy, that Aww. you're my pal, that you're my friend. I'm I I could not be happier than, talking to me. I am. I, there's no one else in the room. Um, and I've already said this to my family repeatedly over the weekend. It's been quite lovely in that regard. Um, but, uh, in all honesty, my brother, I like, I was thinking recently cause we, we reminisced not, uh, a couple weeks ago about, you know, uh, I, I guess it would be, uh, well, it would be, uh, before Johnny million, I was about to do the letters, but it seemed very weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> as a, as a time period where there was, you know, I hadn't really gotten a chance to hang out with you since high school for about a decade. Yeah, BJM. And we, right. And yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> which sounds like a, a time in the morning or something, but, uh-huh. um, <laughs> overall, but I will say, um, that it's, it's like, I was, I've been thinking about that a lot more lately. And so I just flatly wanted to just say, ain't it wonderful. Mm. And thanks so much for being a part of the show. I'm very grateful to you for being with us all the time. And I'm very grateful that, uh, that our dear friend, Philip Bittner is going to be joining the two of us, uh, in Me a little too. bit, um, uh, on the show. He's in, uh, um, he's in Kiev right now where, uh, the Scorpions, uh, are singing the, uh, the, the, the city anthem, um, uh-huh. blackout. I'm kidding. It's a, Never mind. Anyways, uh, too obscure a reference this early in the morning. Um, and then I, on I top of that, that, I would song, also though. I do I do too. Even though it sounds like something really untoward if you sing it wrong. Um, oh, but you should know that we actually talked about House Sparks at our Thanksgiving table. Oh come on! Yeah, one one of my a mother in law's friends is a big fan. Aw, that's and lovely. The, yeah, and she always brings it up to my mother in law, who frequently forgets to listen. To bring but, it up. Um, she just, yeah. But what's funny though is that they say like, oh, I just get so exhausted listening to him. He just, he just goes and goes. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, Imagine it like, like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> He's always been kind of exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly. I would like to, if, if I could be grateful for something else, I would add that to the list that I could just wear people down to the nub. <laughs> just wear just by down. Talking. That's right. Nobody can escape that. And uh, and I'm and by the way, I my energy and my optimism will can outrun anybody. I will throw down. Um, I agree. On behalf of the good people of Earth and the people that love them, I, ain't I, ain't nobody slowing me down. No way. No. I got I got news for you. Nobody's you gonna can, break your stride. No, no. Uh, nobody gonna slow me down. Oh, oh no. no. I've got to keep on moving, and uh, and we, we will him. eventually. We will we'll eventually. I promise. Get to an actual story this morning because <laughs> there has been a bunch of news. But it is a holiday weekend, so I feel like we can cruise into it. Yeah. The, the other thing I would like to say is, uh, I'm I am increasingly uh, 
excited that uh, Devin and everybody at the Chicago station are part of our lives as well because it's they've been part of this whole like accidental reunion that they didn't they had no intention of playing such a part in this, did they? No, they did not. No, they had no and, idea. And and yet, uh, ta-da. So I'm moving you around in the camera because I just can't. Um, and so uh, much love to them and our dear friend Lady B. If she's uh, in the building or listening anywhere nearby, we love her as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I am a bit overwhelmed with gratitude lately, not just because um, – it, it we smoked the the Republicans in the midterms, and but for redistricting, they wouldn't have gained any ground at all. And they know it. They know oh, yeah. it. it's uh oh, and it's giving them the rumbly tumblies like you would not believe. No, they're looking and around find, trying to find other voter laws that they can change. Let me tell you something. Yesterday, I managed to squeak out a live stream, even though I'm on vacation, and uh, and one of yes, exactly. That was the quality of, pro, of broadcasting that I was doing. And I will say that, um, first of all, yeah, we covered Kanye's weird debriefing thing where he met with Trump and Trump started yelling at him. <laughs> oh, no. And, this just oh, happened? Yeah. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. Or the day before yesterday. <clears throat> it was the one where he was very excited that Trump likes Nick Fuentes, an unabashed anti-Semite and racist who brags uh, about it. Right. Uh, so, you know, and, and uh, Kanye and Fuentes get along. Oddly enough, because the enemy of my enemy is my friend, apparently, and sure. they both don't like uh, what what some have referred to as the Juice Crew, the J Crew, uh, yes, the J Triple O S crowd, and uh, and uh, you know, be, never mind. Like, by the way, do not even entertain for a second that either of them will matter. There may be some like people who listen and wait, hang on their every word that want these two people to somehow direct them. They're not going anywhere. It's a, the one thing that Trump has said that made some sense human oh. to human in interpersonal uh, conversation is apparently that he yelled at Kanye two days ago or whenever they met together and said, if you run for president, you're going to lose. And because apparently Kanye asked Trump to be his vice president. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yes. come on, come on. It just That's gets so better sweet, all the time. Though. It's so sweet. It's so I mean, it's like ego on ego crime. It's hilarious. And I, I would like to say I think for the record, he's doing him a favor. Like, I know I'll ask that little hey, guy to be my oh, VP. Yeah, buddy. Let me help you out there. Um, It's just uh, I and, and again, the fact that he did it on the same kind of unabashed psychotic ego level that Trump speaks at. Like it's mm-hmm. like two it's like two foreigners finding themselves in a strange land where neither of them speak the language and they're like, thank God, a fellow countryman. And that person is just as awful as they are. <laughs> like they were better off talking to people who didn't understand what they were saying. Oh, just and and on top of it, please, can we just enjoy can we give thanks? Every segment this week will be about giving thanks to, for for the little things in life, like that that Trump and Kanye were yelling at each other, and that Trump called uh, Kim Kardashian a rather untoward um, word for women mm. at mm. Kanye, thinking that Kanye would like to hear it because it's his ex. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he apparently did not because he's only got one, and it's and 
And he, uh, you know, for as nutty as he is, apparently helped raise his kids at least a little bit, wants to be engaged with them. Under, un, unlike, you know, Trump, who like hands off, like the mother is like a milking machine in a dairy factory, yeah. uh, you know, and the, and the babies are just to be raised in, in uh, cattle pens until they're old enough to be employees. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> um, but on top of that, Guess who wants to run against uh, Ronna McDaniels for chair of the RNC? Guess who? Mm, uh, uh, just mm. think, dig, dig deep. Don't think normal like the the actual people in Congress. Think of the most absurd Trumpian crowd hanger on barnacle idiot you can come oh, up with. Oh, Mike Pillow. Ding, ding, ding. That's, I mean, I guess you, what do we have for him, Johnny? Oh, you are Johnny. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike Pillow. He wants to is, run for head of the RNC? Yes. And, and by the way, cheer, uh, uh, the Speaker of the House. He also thinks, <laughs> oh, God. He, oh, God. by the way, do you understand how sweet this is? Well, we're going to have to take a break in a second. But you have to understand how sweet, just watching these, the ego of these guys play out. Mike Mike Pillow said he's and I quote ninety three percent sure he's going to run for head of the RNC <laughs> by mo- by Monday he'll be a hundred percent and oh. wait and wait for it he asked let me get people, my calculator yes he asked people to chime in and say do you want me to run and he gave out a special email address for them to. Uh, contact him what? and say well, yes on the air what they would like him to do. Guess guess what the guess what the email address is. Mike uh, Lindell RNC at frankspeech.com. He already gave himself the name Mike Lindell RNC. Like he runs or is a he's not part of the RNC. He's not actually in the RNCs insofar as I know, other than. He donated at some point. He's not in the in, in like in any I don't know in, in any structural no. level anywhere. And he gave himself the email address already. Oh God! I'm wow. just look. There are a lot of things that are shocking and sad. Not the least of which, by the way, we found a write out as I came on the air today that Irene Cara has passed away. They have uh, who sang what? fame. What a feeling, yes. Irene Cara. Yes, that that oh. one. Very sad. Um, she passed away in Florida. Um, that no, they're not saying what the cause of death is or whatever. Doesn't seem like prolonged illness. Doesn't matter. Bless her heart. She was. I mean that. Uh, like I have to say that song still gives me goosebumps. Like every time I hear it, and it, like it was just old. Like the kind of anthems that people are too ironic to craft these days. Yeah, they don't have an absolute touchstone. Absolutely. And and so her voice is, you know, timeless because of that. And it's amazing. She, you know, she was on the electric company, you know, with uh, with Morgan Freeman Rita Moreno? and that crap. Yeah. She no, she was uh, Irene Cara was she was one of the kids. Yeah. No, with Rita Moreno. Yeah. But she was right. one of the children. That's wonderful. Yes. Right. Um, so it's it's always nice to, you know, like to recognize that not only does she have, she had the kind of career where that's an impactful song that will just hang forever. It doesn't matter when you hear it. You know, there's very, there's a lot of songs, especially, and she had a great catalog, but that song in particular is 
oddly, even though it is it is very almost period, you, like in production style, like it sounds yeah. like the time, and yet it's timeless. There, you know how there are just some songs that don't that supersede all the other, everything else in that period sounds dated. Right, it's it's very dated, but it holds up. Like you can yes. you can pinpoint the the moment in time it was created. And, and it's like um, more than a feeling by Boston has the same yeah. kind of a thing. There's certain songs where like, yeah, I know when it was recorded, but it wouldn't matter. If you recorded it today, you would still want it to sound like that. Um, the same right. thing is true. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah um, uh, beautiful singing voice uh, by all accounts, a wonderful person. And mm. and yeah, and sad that she passed. Um, yeah, it's just it, so again, you know, thankful for full lives lived. Um and right. again, n- none of us escapes that date, but very, you know, very few people get to leave behind a legacy that will inspire people. And that's really a, a wonderful thing. As somebody who yeah. personally felt that song in my bones when I got in my car and drove to L.A., you know, among, you know, there were a bunch of songs that, you know, that it spurred an entire generation to go for it. And that was, you know, a oh, big definitely. part of her legacy. So so just saying that we got to go to break. But I wanted okay. to get that in before we did. And more thankful things when we come back. It's the House Park Radio yeah. Program, Mega Worldwide. Now with 100% more Johnny Million. Philip Bittner will be joining us in the second hour. We'll be back right after this. You're locked into the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Well, welcome back. I have to say that little one stinger sounds like a, like a Kanye stolen riff to me that it sounds like something he'd go he'd rap something bizarrely egotistical and strange and yet uh, (laughs) artificially christian um over it this is how weird the week is this is uh, i'm going to read you the title of an article from bloomberg this isn't this is bloomberg this isn't something on uh, MSNBC or okay. on, you know, uh, financial, like our raw story or something like that. Trump dines at Mar-a-Lago with rapper Yee and a white supremacist. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how Trump ended his week. Um, um, wow. uh, ex-president says he didn't know people that Kanye West brought with him. Nick Fuentes is known for white nationalism and anti-Semitism. He's not known for it. He brags about it, kids. His clips, I have to say, like on my regular live stream, I cover a lot of weird people. I cover a, a good, decent amount of awful. And, and interestingly enough, probably the person I have the hardest time covering on my channel for the sort of virulent awfulness of what they say, where I have to like weed out some clips because I'm like, this might get me a strike. Yeah. Is Tucker Carlson. Shut up. Yeah. That of all the things that are said, the 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 most unabashed in, in his awful oftentimes is Tucker Carlson. And it's ironic because he's on Fox. He's got the biggest reach. There are small YouTubers and other people who are in line with him that wouldn't dare say the things that Tucker Carlson says online be, because yeah. they get kicked off. Right. Um, then there's the, what I would call the bit shoot crowd. They hang around near the, you know, the the butt knuckle of rumble as well. But mostly they're on the, you know, the bit shoot is the Craigslist of YouTubes. And it's one of these places where it borders on just like dark web postings um, where you just find like, 
you know, banned documentaries about the Clinton yeah. uh, death uh, list or whatever, that kind of stuff. And um, and Fuentes has a streaming show that he does on there. And it, it's there are clips on there where I'm like, I would address some of this stuff, but he can't go four sentences without saying something so awful that a it's it's infuriatingly disgusting, but also it, it it's so it's he's speaking he's preaching to a particular choir. There's some people where they have a reach, and so it's important to people. I think through my show, that people know these people exist. They know where their uncle heard it first, or where their cousin mm-hmm. heard what's being said. You know what I mean? So some of these things uh, launch through you know these. You know, Alex Jones or or Russell Brand or some of these folks. And you're like, oh, that's where they heard it from or that's where it originated. And they've heard it through Fox News because by the time it reaches uh, Fox and Friends, it's been repeated in a loop yeah. through the, the right wing. Horrible, tragic game of telephone. Yeah, exactly. Where, by the way, they, they've got someone taking notes because the alignment between what's being said and what's you know being broadcast is amazingly sharp on the I will say on the left or center left or whatever you want to call the, uh, you know, sort of liberal and progressive worlds, there's a lot more fluidity because people are emotional in their reactions to things. So you'll see a lot of like, you know, police shooting stories where the details will get, will outrun the narrative or the narrative will outrun the details for a while. And then people go, oh, that's not actually what happened. And so there's kind of a, you know, mix there. The Republicans is the exact opposite. They, they decide what they're going to craft about saying this you know, whatever it is. And then they'll only find facts that back that up. And then they, they sidecar them and it follows them all the way up the chain. So they're all referencing the same video or same article or same study to a person. Whereas Mm -hmm. there's a lot more fluidity in the rest of media and everybody else. So, um, the uh, this former president, Donald Trump, dined this week at Mar-a-Lago Resort with uh, Kanye West. I'm not calling him yay or ye because it's just that's yeah, weird. It's 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 goofy. It's like I don't mm. call you by a nickname unless I know you. That sounds like a nickname. So I'm just going to refer and to you by your, your own nickname name. over and over. is so strange. Oh, my God. Especially if you change it all the time, like the whole like Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, mm. uh, you know, uh, Padiddle. You know, um, pusillanimous, whatever the whole. Uh, at a certain point, you're like, simmer down, dude. It just yeah. what I a, na- a proper name is what I'm supposed to call you with some consistency. Uh, you know, the, this is this gets dangerously close to making up your own pronouns. You know, and and considering these people apparently hate that. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Karen Giorno, a former senior advisor to Trump's 2016 presidential campaign, confirmed that she had dinner on Tuesday with Trump. Nick Fuentes, Kanye West, uh, at, and other and another an additional person she didn't know also attended. She had dinner with someone, and at the end of dinner, she didn't know who they were. Like that, if you want to talk more about how, just ignoring somebody, well, you got to understand who she's dining with. She's eating with Trump and Kanye West and Nick Fuentes. Do you think any of those guys care about the names of anybody else at the table except no. themselves? Oh my God! It was like, it, and again, it. All I can picture is the Skeksis when they're just like eating bugs and eyeballs and stuff around the table. Trial by stone, right? Um, by the way, Brad in our chat room is saying, please call him Brad Cougar Mellencamp from now on. Yeah. So um, I agree. I have to say, I like John Cougar um, as a name. And then when he went to John Cougar Mellencamp, I was cool. But it was like, 
uh, it just felt like one of these, like, think of me as an artist. You're like, we already do, silly. I don't care if that's not your real name. Paul yeah. Stanley's real name is Stanley Eisen. Gene Simmons' real name is Chaim Vitz. And like, get out of here. Just stick with it. We're cool. Yeah, people change their names. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I love the fact that she didn't know the, who the other person at dinner was. And by the way, that's either true, and she didn't even get who this person was, or they're more awful than Nick Fuentes, and she doesn't dare say it out loud. That I mean, that's an honest possibility that the that the other person there was like, look, you can say I had lunch with Nick Fuentes, but don't mention this person. You know what I mean? Like it is very possible. Um, So Trump said uh, that Kanye West asked for his advice concerning some of his difficulties, (laughs) in particular having to do with his business. What difficulties? He got kicked to the curb for being anti-Semitic. It's not like he he misplaced a decimal point in a pile of zeros. Good Lord. We also discussed to a lesser extent politics. That's I guess that's the part where Kanye West suggested he be his VP, where I told him he should definitely not run for president. Any voters you may uh, have, uh, he goes, any voters you may have should vote for Trump. Anyway, we got along great. He expressed no anti-Semitism. Oh, nice. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> it didn't I hope come people up. walk away from dinner with me with that same vibe. Yeah. How was your dinner with uh, Johnny? Well, it's great. We went to this great little restaurant, this bistro that his friend picked out, and we sat there and stuff. And he, he, he at no point did he stab anyone with a fork or he, or or blurt out any racial epithets yeah, in the I'm middle of the restaurant. I think he may not hate Jews at all. Yeah, right. I like how do you, that has to make the list. That's a bad lunch. Yeah, if you have to there. make the list, yeah. if that that if you have to bring that up, oof. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, it's the House Park Radio program, Mega Worldwide. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching or viewing us on the interwebs. You can go to infotainmentwars.com and subscribe there. Help us to get to 45,000 subscribers. We're almost there. And I would like to bypass 45 and go straight to 46. I would like to stay uh, you know, at 45 as little time as possible for right. obvious reasons. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Uh, by the way, I would like to say for the record, uh, Johnny Million, um, that uh, at no time, in case anybody ever, you know, even thinks this, have I ever had uh, dinner with you and you brought up some, you know, you brought some person with you that later turned out to be a massive MI, uh, anti-Semite. I just want to say that. Yes. I, uh, in case any, like, just to be, just to clarify, uh, as a matter of fact. So far, that is true. I, 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 I'm trying to think if anybody that I've ever hung out with you with that you introduced me to is a, is a closet or overt, awful anything. And I, I'm proud to say I can't think of a single thing. You know what I mean? Some of them, yeah, I think one yeah. person actually admitted to liking cheesecake in front of me. And another person toyed with the idea that circus peanuts are actually meant for human consumption. But I think that's the worst of it. And and by the way, had I known that ahead of the meal for my own image and my standing in the community, I probably would not have sat down at the table to start with. I'm just saying you have to have standards. Just because of circus peanuts? Come on. Ugh. Don't even. Never understood those. 
I have oh. a vivid rem- memory as a child. Like they were always like on the bottom shelf oh. in, the, in the candy aisle. I just remember going up and pinching them when I was a kid. Right. I, I didn't like them, but I was like, I think they're soft. Yep. Yeah, I th- yep. And, you know, I, I have to admit, I was not a fan of Peeps for a long time until I roasted them. Because oh. if you roast a marshmallow that is caked in sugar, it's caramelized. Oh, I And a tried caramelized that roasted marshmallow is spectacular. Peeps were designed to be roasted. I Ooh. stand by that to this day. And Cheesecake you get the it? advantage of it looks like you're burning a little bird. That's right. Yes, that there is some that little bit of yeah. You have that moment of of a teenage Jeffrey Dahmer. You can pruriently be awful, <laughs> I suppose. Thanks for bringing that up, buddy. Um, Again. Um, by the way, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Trump announced that he's uh, running for president, and mm. it's amazing how no one cares. No, or like if they're in the circle of people who are supposed to care, they're poo pooing it. Oh yeah. The uh, evangelicals, uh, a group of six megachurch pastors, um, obviously not the big dumb ones we hear about all the time, but the ones that actually have big functioning churches that nobody hears about. And partly the reason why you don't hear about them is because they don't tend to say the uh, we got to burn these books and burn the people who wrote them stuff. Uh, So they don't tend to make the news, but they have a big influence in the evangelical world and amongst a lot of these folks and and a, and a, a gaggle of them. Got to, somebody's asking me about angel food and sponge cake. I'm totally fine with those. Um, but uh, I, I don't eat them, but I don't have any, you know, I'm, I'm sure. not averse to the, yeah. But so one of the big talking points was, and next week on Twitter is going to be a very big deal, apparently, because uh, according uh, Elon Musk is, a, is going to give a blanket amnesty to people who were permanently banned oh, from you know. Twitter at some point, which, by the way, includes the Nick Fuentes folks of the world, people who have sure. been kicked off for blatant racism, anti-Semitism, calling for violence. Like, you know, how one of the complaints that you hear on the right all the time is that I don't like the the mullahs of Iran have a Twitter account, but I can't. Right. This person right. can't. Well, interestingly enough, I don't know how they managed to do it, but as awful as the mullahs of Iran are and they are awful, they managed to be able to speak within the terms of service of of Twitter, right? They manage somehow to limit what they say in social media to the stuff you're allowed to say. Amazing. Um, yeah. Um, Dennis, I will get to that. On, uh, brings up something about demand destruction and diesel. I think you're absolutely right. We'll talk about that in a bit because I have an oil price thing that I want to bring up. But one of the things about Twitter is, is that If you have a vocabulary that doesn't include some of the worst language that humans use amongst each other, you can talk about anything. You just can't use those particular words to do it because they're particularly awful. If you're there is a dude and I'm not going to mention who he is on YouTube, but is all into racial superiority specific to a group of people. Specifically, people of Germanic roots. Dude constantly, he's British, but he's got German family. That's where he comes from. He lives in England, got a British accent. And he talks all the time about different racial groups and their diminished intellectual capacity because of genetics and stuff. All the stuff that Nick Fuentes would get kicked off for. But he does it in a a way that linguistically 
would never trigger an algorithm. Uh, he doesn't use any of the buzzwords. He doesn't use any of the the standard fare references from, you know, the like the bell curve or, you know, racist yeah, yeah. IQ test from a long time ago. He's very particular and the language is nearly boring, but he has a huge amount of views and he gets yeah. around the algorithm simply because he doesn't use like obvious rubber mallet, awful language. Right. Yeah. And that's that's true on Twitter, too. There's a lot of accounts and I personally don't reshare them when I find them. Because that they get boosted and they stay. They'll never get kicked off because they know how to not violate the terms of service stuff. So bringing attention to them will only boost them. Other people, there's a certain point where you can boost them up and you go, look at this person. What they said should have been, you know, it might have slipped by the censors or slipped by the, the you know, the terms of service folks. Because And they're using specifically violent language. They're using mm-hmm. racial epithets. They're doing that stuff. But they don't get kicked off just because they were operating below the radar. And then you draw attention to them, and they get kicked off because they're violating the terms of service, right? Just nobody saw it. Or they meant there are other people who aren't violating the terms of service. They're just saying all the stuff in a way that allows them to get around it, right? And so drawing attention to those folks doesn't help because they will never violate the terms of service. And the only way you can deal with those folks is to ignore and mute, really. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just part of it. So but Musk this week apparently is going to let people who've been, you know, got you know been kicked off permanently back on a general amnesty saying, which means if you were kicked off because you uh, were you posted stuff because you were vaccine hesitant and somebody overreacted and thought you were a vaccine denier, you'll get back on. But at the same time, if you were insisting that ivermectin is a cure-all and that people, you know, that Trump was right about injecting bleach in your lungs or, you, or you're one of these people who talked somebody into eating fish tank cleaner to try and cure themselves of COVID and you're still convinced that's the best way to handle it, you'll be welcome back on to the network as well. And if you're the Nick Fuentes of the world, arguably same thing. Uh, yeah. No, Vina, it's not that person. It's a, it's an unknown person. Uh, um, I uh, honestly, if I brought the, somebody in the chat room was asking me if it was a certain British person who got kicked off. Uh, it is not that person. That person will be welcome back on. The person I'm talking about has never been kicked off. And there's a bunch of those folks and they never will because they get around it. So, but Musk is going to do this. Also, Musk talked about last week bringing Trump back. You know, he, he opened Trump's account back up and verified yep. it and left it open again. Now, the the hilarious part about that is it dropped traffic for about four days on Truth Social, like the traffic on there cadavered. And if you want to destroy Truth Social, all Trump has to do is post on Twitter once. Because there's no reason to hang out in that cul-de-sac of crap at Truth Social. Yeah, basically, if you, if, you, if you can play in a bigger sandbox. And since it, it's basically like trolls can't troll each other. And they really do get a feeling for how, I mean, that, that whole group, the Truth Social crowd, the people who are really there, that's a, it's a, it's a group of trolls. That's, that's how they found Trump. They like his ego. They like, they like how he crap talks people without caring. And so 
They, and hey, they're going to be a billionaire someday, too. So they may as well support this billionaire. Totally right. Who's totally a real billionaire. And the the thing is, though, it's no fun. You can't troll each other. Right. They're all on the same team. It's boring. Right. It's all just a it, it's just a cheerleader site for Trump. That's basically all it's for. Yeah. So Musk, you know, reigniting the Trump account if he says anything and those people go, oh, he's going to also whatever he puts on Truth Social, he's also going to put on Twitter. Well, I can be on Twitter and and own the libs and stuff at the same time. That's where they're going. They're heading to Twitter. That's that's what's going to end. And Musk knows this. He can't not know it. And so anybody who put money into, you know, the Trump media group is going to lose their shirt. I mean, they've already lost, but they're going to like there's it'll go to pennies on the dollar. Seriously. And then following it up, uh, Musk announces that he would back DeSantis for president if he makes a run in 2024. Um, And he called, wait for it. He called, he said he would back somebody like DeSantis who's sensible and centrist. Oh. Right. Because he's a lunatic who, uh, like smokes uh, more pot than the than the van in Fast Times at Richmond High, wow. um, and and his logic centers are being fried these days. It's obvious. Um, he said Friday night that he would support Ron DeSantis if he ran for president. Musk, in a series of Twitter exchanges, elaborated somewhat on his political views, saying, "My preference for 2024 is someone sensible and centrist." I've I had hoped. That would be case of the Biden administration, but have been disappointed so far. But and by the way, um, his dad made all of his money. Musk's dad made all of his money uh, in apartheid South Africa. And, uh, you know, we're, we're literally talking about funds made off of blood diamonds. So the idea that this guy can talk about what's sensible and centrist is hilarious. Yeah. Um, he called himself a significant supporter of the Obama-Biden presidency and reluctantly voted for Biden over Trump. And by the way, if you reluctantly voted for Biden over Trump, uh, I don't care. You did. Yeah. And and the idea that he would he's not going to vote for Trump. He, he'll you know, if he's excitedly voting for DeSantis over Trump, it's he, he's just playing with words at this point. And now yeah. it's about taxes. Of course, Elon Musk is upset by the Biden administration because the Biden administration is the first ever to put in a base 15 percent tax on multi-billion dollar companies. Also, for the record, the the Obama Biden administration is the only reason, you know, Elon Musk's name more than, you know, say, Peter Thiel or somebody. Because mm-hmm. it is only because of the structure of the Obama bailouts that rescued the economy that Tesla exists at all. The same thing is true of SpaceX. Major government contracts, almost none of the money made in, uh, it, you know, in Elon Musk's wealth is made in the, wholly in the private sector. It is an enormous government endeavor. He is a, he is a government contractor for SpaceX. Tesla is the same in the same situation. It got an interest free loan that put it ahead of its competitors just because of timing and the designs by other people. Um, It's an absurdity for him to like even complain about the Obama Biden administration, because without them, 
we wouldn't even know who he is. Secondly, um, the fact that the the Biden administration is moving ahead with making the 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 government, the federal fleet of cars electric over the next uh, six years has everything to do with what profitability Tesla was finding for the you know. So sure, the the, the dude doesn't exist without giant government contracts. And he's angry yeah. that his giant government contracts, you know, the money he's getting is going to be taxed at 15 percent like like capital gains tax. And by the way, all of those companies, even with the baseline 15 percent, will be able to write off real R&D and other stuff like that. So uh, they're not going to be paying a full 15 percent. They'll still find ways to get around. it. But it's you know, they the fact that the Biden administration did that is the chipping point. That's it. That's the only reason they want somebody like DeSantis, who they think is going to come in and turn America into Florida. And <laughs> by the way, every cabinet member will be a Florida man. Every every Supreme Court justice will be a Florida man. So, you know, where did you find this Supreme Court justice you're suggesting? Oh, he was eating cheesecake in his underwear in the middle of the Everglades in the middle yeah. of the night. He was, yeah. So that the, those are the folks that DeSantis would bring to Washington. By the way, he's not getting elected. Sorry, you can't have Trump without the mythology of Trump, and that's exactly what DeSantis is trying to be. It doesn't work. Um, but we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Bar uh, Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I stream five days a week. Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, a couple days a week. So go to infotainmentwars.com or twitch.tv slash houseparks, become a member, support the show, uh, and patreon.com. Thank you, patrons. We'll be back. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. It, yes. So um, the uh, and yes, uh, Philip Bittner is joining us in the second hour. Insofar as he can, uh, we will uh, do that. I I I will say this is the first time I've seen it written uh, like in anywhere that's kind of official. I suppose about it that according to Bloomberg, Trump is obligated to make most social media posts on Truth Social as part of his contract with the SPAC that funded the Trump Media and Technology Group, TMTG, um, which is no surprise to anybody. But um, he they pretend that he does it because it's really popular and it's really great. And the reality is, is that the minute he leaves and goes someplace else, the whole thing collapses. So they, of course, had to put him under contract to do it. And and the same thing is true of like so he's contractually uh, obligated to keep posting in that. Yes, the, he has the, uh, allegedly there are exceptions in it for political postings once he runs for office. However, Nito. even then it will just be his campaign can post and he can, you know, believe me, if he starts posting on his site as and considers. I mean, what does he say that isn't political? Yeah, I mean, please. Um uh, Julie's asking, how are you familiar with Operator Starsky? Yes, I am. In the chat, he's great. He's uh, he's one of the um, Ukraine uh, military bloggers. He's he's a serving military guy that's over there. Um, and I, I like his name stood out to me because of Starsky and Hutch, of course. Sure. Um, the Starsky and family. And preemptive answer, Phil yes. has heard of him and does not know him. He, he but he know he knows he's seen the actual 
like videos that he posts online. Right. That said, now one of the things that that the the right wing is having a real problem with right now. It's 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 difficult. Is that darn economy keeps on moving right along. It it just every time they turn around, the it won't die like they said it was. You know, remember it was like gas prices are going to bring down the whole economy. The the you know even Trump was saying before or slightly right after the uh, midterm elections, the the stock market's going to crash. He said it multiple times. Uh, you watch for it. it's gonna. It's bad the beginning of the year because of the war and because of oil and gas and all that shuffling around. Like this is the worst first three months or first five months of a year and forever. Well, and then the bounce back was even better because, like I said, and some and 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 folks in the in the chat room, back me up on this. If you recall, how many times I said the. By Thanksgiving, stock market's going to hit, or or the day after, stock market's going to hit thirty four thousand, and that oil would be below eighty dollars a barrel, and because of demand destruction in terms of oil, um, large uh, a large part due to lockdowns in China, but also because the Western world is moving away from that as fast as we can. The idea is consumer vehicles run on electricity, and then you can have trucks that run on diesel and the like. And um, one of our chatters was bringing up earlier that they've hit basically peak need for diesel at this point, and it's starting to arc off and everywhere. Not And again, this is part of the world market for these things. And I, I said specifically this. I, I was like, uh, and everybody, uh, my, my chat on, on the regular show, my record is pretty solid. So a lot of them, you know, were, were backing me on this. But I got a bunch of naysayers. Bunch mm. of people were like, there is no way. And this was, I was saying this back when oil was, uh, whatever, $110, $120 a barrel. Because it's, it was artificially inflated largely by right. actions of, of the Saudis. There is no reason for it. Um, and uh, Sahaz saying, but gas is still up. It is in some places. It's coming down quite a bit. And a lot of that's refinery capacity. It's not the actual cost. It's the it's the throughput, not the input. And the input was what was holding things artificially high for a very long time. So currently, I think somebody just posted it. The stock market today, right now, is 34347 Three, uh, and, and oil is, wait for it, $76.28, down 2% wow. today, today, folks. And I, I, I got to tell you that that is going to be the, the only thing that will buoy um, the price buoy. of oil buoy over the next year or so <laughs> yeah. is, is, is artificial um, market pressure put on by the people actually putting it out, the, specifically the OPEC countries, specifically uh, oil producing countries in the rest of the world. You know, uh, countries like Venezuela trying to squeeze as much as they can by lowering production on purpose or even through, I guess, economic inadequacy on their part. And then, of course, by OPEC just throttling the amount of oil going out just to keep the price artificially up. But the worth isn't there. It's dying on the vine, and largely because Western countries are moving con- consumer vehicles slowly but surely away from, if not complete electricity, to hybrids 
in mass. So the volume of you have to think back, like the number of Priuses that came online years ago that were, you know, or plug in hybrids or, or, you know, or gas uh, electric hybrids. Understand that those cars over the course of their lifetime killed, you know, hundreds of barrels of gasoline that those cars would have needed had they been designed in 1975 or 1985. And that's never coming back. So even people who are buying a used car are buying a car with better efficiency going forward to the point where you're going to be able to buy a used Tesla with less range, but it doesn't matter, or a used, uh, you know, Rivian or any of these other companies over the next 10 years that are five years old, but are amazing. Um, and, you know, that's that's going to be consistent. That That is something that is never going to end. And that's the thing that oil producers are are facing worldwide, including the United States, by the way. It benefits us over time because America's oil you know, dominance or our oil independence is largely about how much we use. The U.S. produces about 18 million barrels a day, but we use, depending on the time of the year, somewhere between 20 and 22 a day. If we can lower how much we produce or how much we use, then the production level over time um, will match our needs. And that's the game. We no longer need to rely on the world Do you market. See for Phil? Production. <sighs> yep. Oh, Phil's yeah. coming in. We see him in there. I've got to create a scene during the break. But this is. Oh, I can do that. I can do it right now. Create a scene. That's no, not make a scene. Look here, you MFers. And no, that doesn't work. I'm oh, sick of you're... all these Jewish people around here. Right. All right. Nope. You, you and I have a rule: no Bill O'Reilly impersonations. Okay. Um, we'll do it live. Yes. Right. Um, but this is a uh, um, this is a consistent thing. This is, and again, the, more than likely, this the one of the reasons why the stock market is up is because where are you going to put your Christmas money? Or your savings or your bonus, if inflation has driven up the part the price of certain goods, investing in, say, a new computer or something like that, when it's overpriced currently and the price might go down in the future because all technology is deflationary, versus you know waiting for that, putting your money into a stock which is artificially deflated by by monetary circumstance in the United States and watching it go up is a way smarter thing. So you've got. Tons of people who for Christmas are giving people, uh, you know, Apple stock or Google stock or any of the FANG stocks and that kind of stuff, which is what's part of the boost that's happening. And they're going to ride it into the spring and look for a correction and all that stuff. And and I've been talking about this since earlier this year. Can you hear and Phil I'm, breathing, by the way? Yes, I do. And I'm just saying, <laughs> at least we know he is. That's the important part. Yeah, that's the important part. No, it's not getting out on air, though. It's just between you and I. Oh, so, just, oh darn it. Yep. Um, but what I'm what I'm you know, what I'm saying is, is I'm I'm thankful that what I have been saying has turned out I to ran be home in great again because <laughs> I, I, I get to enjoy my uninterrupted record. And I also get to remind people that I'm I've been telling them the, the real story all this time. Now, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be talking a bunch about Ukraine. We're going to have questions taken uh, from the chat uh, for our dear friend, Philip, who is wearing a scarf because it's chilly there. We'll be back right Aww. after this. It's the Housemarque Radio Program, Mega Worldwide.
the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at HalSparks.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the people who like you're trowling out. Damn, us Facebook, them stick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. I think we lost Hal. What do you think, Phil? It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't see him. We're apparently not on YouTube, according to chat. We're probably going out over CPT. Okay. Well, <laughs> hi guys. Welcome from. Well, uh, uh, welcome back. I guess I'll I'll carry the torch until Al gets back. Yeah. Um, it's very off. cold here. Ooh. Uh, I lost power for about. A good six hours today, but all things considered, that's actually not that bad. The temperature has dropped. The uh, infrastructure is taking a real blow, but I have to, commemor- I have to commend uh, the Ukrainian civil engineers who are making things manageable. It's funny to watch that the Russians are trying so hard and they're expending such uh, effort to try and um, knock uh, Ukraine off the grid, and even though they can be successful to a certain amount, eventually well, hang on a second here, they Phil. quickly um, bring it back. CPT, CPT, can we go on a break here? It seems like there's a new link, and the the folks cannot hear Phil on the on the stream. All right, so go on a quick break. CPT replay. You know what Tucker always does, Joan, is he just asks questions like, mm-hmm. how do we oh, know yeah. Russia did this? How, how do we know these aren't props? I'm just asking questions. He sits in that studio, Joan, and he never brings on anybody who is capable of going at it with him. And he just is mean and cruel every night to people. So why do over three million people watch his show? That's what terrifies me, Joe. Well, because... You progressives and independents, you've got a number of different cable options. If you're a conservative and you're a mega head, every night you've got one option, baby. It's the only game in town for the Republican Party base. And, Joan, I used to be in that world. They lie. There's value. There's profits in lying to their audience, and they do it well. Keep listening to WCPT 820. Because facts matter. This is Damian Perdue of Think Theory Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Ah, uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT 820. Hoo-yah! Hoo-yah! Well, uh, that was exciting temporarily. We're waiting for uh, Philip to uh, reconnect with us. Uh, he, here he comes. Um, I'll add Yay. him to our to our system real quick, and then um, we'll be ready to go again. A um, little bit of uh, uh, you know, old school. You know, reminds me in many ways of old school uh, HSRPM, where we would yeah, have these straight uh, up, straight up just went away. You know, that was the. Uh, the good stuff. So, um, for the record, um, Philip is with us uh, in three, two, one. He'll be up here in a second. And hey. there he is. I think we'll hear him in a moment. Test, 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 test. Good. Although, uh, Johnny, you guys Check might one, uh, hear him in this process. There's... 
Test, Checking test, what test. Doing. Can he hear us? There he is. Yep. Yay. Look at us. Hooray. Look at that. I made it happen. Um, even after a, a crash crash. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Philip Bittner joining us. Um, he's live in Kiev currently in front of his uh, poster of Olga of mm-hmm. Kiev and uh, in his Ukrainian flag um, where, uh, you know, I, I don't believe in um, – that there's any sense of general neutrality in this current circumstance. I think it's uh, myself sort of patently absurd at this point, especially after the week of Solovyov and all those, those crowd, um, which by the way, sounds like somebody talking with their <laughs> mouthful um, on channel one, you know, basically complaining. Somebody talked him down. I don't know if you saw this about like, you can't say, you're going to wipe out entire cities of citizens. You can't say that because no one has ever gotten ahead in a war or gotten you know l- less resistance because they've said they're going to do that. As a matter of fact, it's how you cook up more resistance. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. People are like, oh, you just yeah, it doesn't leave us all. much choice. Right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I I found it particularly galling. Um, you know, as you would. But apparently so did some of the folks on uh, on the Channel One over there as well. And it's it's getting worse all the time The uh, for them. Uh, was it Putin met with a bunch of the moms of soldiers that he uh, pretends to give a crap yeah. about? Yeah, yeah I want to talk so, about um, that. I want to talk. To, uh, first of all, how are well, you? Well, I want to talk about that yeah. a little bit. But but yeah. uh, first things first, um, it's cold. Uh, winter has de- winter yeah. has definitely uh, set in. Um, heating is an issue. My apartment is uh, running at about a quarter its normal heat uh, because it's centralized heating within the entire building. Uh, mm-hmm. So that is an issue. Uh, power mm-hmm. is a major issue. Although I was lucky enough not, not to lose too much power. I woke up this morning without it, but the previous uh, two days I was okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Burn me. As you do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyhow, I lost power sometime over the evening because I woke up and, and I didn't have any. But they restored it mm-hmm. uh, about mid-afternoon, apparently, because I was out shopping, getting provisions and, and candles and um, as, you, as you do, bottled right? water because yeah, bottled water because I lost water this week. That was another major issue for about two days. Um, mm-hmm. uh, th- they are definitely having an effect on the infrastructure here. So uh, it's, yeah. it's it's difficult. This is hard. This is this is really really yeah. hard. I mean, I saw <clears throat> this week for the very first time in my entire life um, the main street in Kiev. Without a single, I took a photograph of it. I put it out on my Twitter feed. Um, uh, mm-hmm. No, you know, Twitter's still around, so I'm still doing that. But um, mm-hmm. put it out on Twitter. I've never seen anything like it. There was not a right. single light on in any house. There right. was there was a stop. Oh. There was a stoplight, and there was a single, really bright uh, luminescent uh, uh, street lamp. Um, right. But everything else was in pitched darkness. I've never Eesh. I've been coming here 21 years, never seen mm-hmm. anything like it. It would be comparable right. to a city the size uh, a, a main drag the size of 
Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Minneapolis in Los Angeles. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, like, but a major, yeah. you know, thoroughfare, mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. devoid of light. Never seen anything like it. it was spooky. Right. Um, so that's how I'm doing. That's my experience. But I wanted to talk sure. about this thing that Putin did with his with the um, with the women, the the mothers yeah. and and wives and the mostly mothers. It's my understanding, if not all, of yeah. those who lost their lives fighting in Ukraine. And I have some context to put this in because I okay. was po I was a CBS radio correspondent in uh, Moscow when the nuclear submarine, the Kursk. Um, went uh, down and 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 um, sank mm -hmm. uh, uh, off the coast of Murmansk. And I was mm -hmm. in Murmansk when Putin came. It was a very early period in his presidency, and he came to Murmansk um, uh, and he went to a little church thinking that he could do what he did with these women around the table right. and that people would rally around and we'd all, we could all kind of like, I'm the great leader and I, I will solve it all. But what he got was people furious at him. And there, and, and to, it's burnt into my mind, these images of him on national television, live on national television, because he just walked into the church and people right. screaming in his face about how bungled it was the attempt to rescue the sailors on the Kursk and his his look of shock because as a as an FSB guy a former KGB guy he never he'd never had to deal with somebody who actually you know really got up in his face and he was right. really really shocked and and for the rest of his presidency the last 20 years i can't think of a time when he is not where he has repeated that where it wasn't highly highly controlled and i that's right. what happened with these women that's and and not to say that these women were used i've seen a lot of criticism of people saying oh these poor women who are being used as a as a photo op, I would be more than willing to bet that these are true believers, that these are women who who were vetted. Only, woman, only way they would they were allowed. Yeah. 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 Right? They were vetted. They were vetted, double vetted so that they were true believers, that they were they were right in there and that sacrificing their son for the motherland, for the Rodina is what they call it, um, that they were OK with that you know that they were willing to make that sacrifice um right otherwise it wouldn't have happened because he learned his lesson at that little church in murmansk he was terrified he was absolutely terrified and I, he's never repeated it and he didn't repeat it there mm -hmm. so you know um it's all controlled it's all a bit of show but at the same time it's it's He's not acknowledging the, the real uh, mothers and wives who are not going to take this much longer. I mean, they have they right. stopped the first Chechen war. They were the, the most vocal uh, opposition to the second Chechen war. And I have a very strong feeling that uh, the longer this goes on, and I'm surprised that it has, hasn't really happened in full force yet, but I think it will. Um, these women are going to, these women are going to take to the streets and it's, it's not going to, it's not going to be a bunch of women sitting around a table, um, listening to Vladimir mm -hmm. Putin, try and commiserate. I feel your pain. Uh, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Right. Um, so, uh, that was a fascinating thing. And, um, people who watch it and are aware of it should know that, um, that's, 
that that's a minority, but there are people there who are still very much true believers. Right. Well, the the idea was is that somebody pointed out that uh, Putin has this group of kind of personality actors that he had they use all the time. You know, they talk about Alex Jones got you know was talking about crisis actors at Sandy Hook and that nonsense. Well, Putin definitely uses them because they only trust so many people. So they have this one one particular woman with blonde hair that w- is an army. Colonel or one of the female army officers, and she's in all of these photos di- dressed differently as a different person. She was like a Ukrainian from the Donbass who was hoping for liberation, and she was a, a you know uh, she was one of these mothers at the table. She was at she was next to him as members of the citizenry in his round table that he has that asked him a question. It's you know, and it was it reminds me of Maria Butina when she was you know basically positioned to ask Trump, I think his first question at his, uh, at his, um, you know, at his first presser about running for president, she was literally just contrived to tee up an easy one to help him, you know, define his relationship with Russia to help, you know, push back against the rumors that he was owned. Mm -hmm. And, and that, but it's a similar strategy. Um, so I don't doubt that she's their true believers. I would argue there's a very strong chance some of them don't even have kids in the Donbass or God forbid they're, you know, Wagner group soldiers who are the ones who are surviving. They're the they're the mothers of those guys, not the people who are being conscripted. Or they are yeah. literally women who uh, and I, this is very disturbing for me mm-hmm. to say, but I know it exists. There are women who are like. Maybe they have a maybe they have several children, but there are women who in mm-hmm. Russia are literally willing to sacrifice their children for what they see as the greater good of right. a greater resurgent mm-hmm. Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's because of 20 plus years, a quarter century of incessant brainwashing. And they are absolute mm-hmm. nationalists, not in the sense of and you've heard me talk about what it is to be a Ukrainian nationalist because they believe in the idea, the concept of a Ukrainian nation. No, this is the ugly side of nationalism. This is the Russia mm-hmm. is a perfect country. Russia is the great country. It is the unique on the planet uh, country that, that should be dominant. And I am so patriotic in my mind that I am willing to sacrifice my child. It's a sickness. It's a, it's a, right. it is a, it is an absolute, uh, a result of 25 give or take years of just straight up brainwashing. And they, they want to right. see a resurgent, um, uh, Russia. I, I saw some, how much time do we have? I got to tell you this one other story. Well, I, saw Chicago, this I was going to ask, cause we, because of our technical issues earlier, we kind of did an extra break. So if, if it's great with Chicago, we'll just ride through to, straight to the half hour. That works. It's a relatively guys. quick one. Okay, great. It's a relatively quick one. Yeah. So there was a there was a there was a um, an ad apparently that went out this week in in Russia for a chicken restaurant, um, and it was <laughs> shot for shot the famous Gorbachev Pizza Hut commercial, which aired in the West in oh, America. Yes, we, right. We did a, we did a commercial with Gorbachev where somebody comes out of the snow on Red Square and they go in, they sit down in a pizza hut, 
And it's like 1997, 1999, something like that, when Gorbachev is already very uh, controversial figure. And they're like, because of Gorbachev, we have instability. Because of Gorbachev, we, we you know, we, we, we have no law. Because of Gorbachev, Gorbachev, we have no, you know, uh, financial stability. And then somebody says, because of Gorbachev, we have freedom. And then, of course, because of Gorbachev, we have pizza. Yay! Commercial. Right. Yeah, in, right. In, yeah. in scene. That was so deeply offensive to so many people in the Soviet, in the former Soviet Union, well, in the, in, in Russia, post-Soviet Union, that what they did right. was they did it shot for shot, but it was supposed to be Germany in the middle of a dis, uh, totally destabilizing winter where they're like, because of, um, you know, because of Putin, um, uh, you know, uh, we, he destroyed America because of Putin. We don't have the lights on this uh, this winter. Yes, but because of Putin, we have you know uh, a, a strong Russia, and we have you know uh, vodka, and we have borscht. And this, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This this guy. But yeah, the point isn't the dialogue. The point is that the, they did it shot for shot to go with because to go with the Pizza Hut commercial because they are speaking to an audience. And this is a private company, so I'm not saying the Russian government did this, sure. but I'm. Well, the reason I bring it up is because it speaks to an audience that comes from a period where they remember how humiliating it was to watch the right. Soviet Union deteriorate right before their eyes, and they are so desperate for a resurgent Russia to basically be the dominating force in whatever it is, whatever situation is, uh, international relations or this war or whatever conflict. But it gives you an insight into the mentality, and I I don't think we can dismiss that so lightly. And whenever we start talking about peace in this country, we're going to have to recognize that a second humiliating event like the fall of the Soviet Union and a utterly embarrassing defeat in Ukraine is is going to drive these people nuts and it will be uh it will be a wound if right. we do not handle this properly that they will carry on and probably try and repeat in another 20 or 30 years time so this is a very delicate period yeah. of time um not well, that I'm apologizing a, for Russia but that's right. their mentality think- that's their mentality well, you've also got to be aware of the other ramifications after something, the traumatic aspect of it. And that's I mean, we had that's what the Marshall Plan was for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the one of the best arguments I've you know, uh, like you hear about like America as an imperial force from certain sent, you know, groups, uh, uh, you know, around the, you know, the country and the world that kind of crap on America as being this imperialist force throughout. Well, if we were. Um, I think it was uh, Jocko Willink or somebody who said this, but it was like if we were, um, we would own Japan and Germany right now. And we do not. We we helped them get on their feet and we absolutely backed away. And that is the standard. We'll do business with you. And you might say that, you know, American businesses end up working with someplace. But the idea isn't to take the land and make it our own and homogenize it and turn it into the, the way the USSR kind of remnant people like Putin are arguing for everywhere. The, the idea is wipe out the Ukrainian identity, take the land it's ours anyways, and remind these people that they were already Russian and Poland's next. So it's, it is a wholly different circumstance. That I blame, by the way, that pizza reference, I blame Ozzy Osbourne because – 
truth. I'm I'm only partially kidding. Johnny, remember the Moscow Music Peace Festival? Oh, my God, Danny. They're still waiting for their pizzas. That's right. Ozzy Osbourne, they interviewed him, and he was talking about how, you know, uh, people in the West take our freedoms for granted. And they had this interview with Ozzy, and he's like, oh, you know, we're, we're over in the West, and we're like, we order a pizza. And it's like, it's been 30 minutes already, and the, the pizza hasn't come. And the, these people over here, they're still waiting for their pizzas. Like, that was his moment analogy. I'm not kidding. Like, that was really his analogy. I used yeah. to do that in, a, in, like, around friends. I used to impersonate that bit with our friends yeah. all the time. Or, you know, well before doing Ozzy was a cool thing to do. And it was – that ad came out shortly thereafter. Could be. Uh, could, yeah, be all, I I, could be Canadian. Uh, but it's yeah. – I mean, look. look but I, you're the, right. The, the reason why the Ukrainians are willing to suffer through what they're – suffering right now and I've, i mean we'll talk about it on the other side of this break i think probably yeah. uh, it would be better to mm-hmm. dive into that on the other side but just just know this the ukrainians know their enemy oh, yeah. very well they know they know sure. russia very very well and they are willing yeah. to put up with what they are putting up with right now because they know that they are only they they have two choices right they either acquiesce to russia and basically go under their their thumb for God knows how long, or they put up with the, deprav- the the deprivations that they are putting up with currently, because this winter, as hard as it's going to be, um, you know, next winter will be better. Uh, so it's it, mm-hmm. they know their enemy, they know Russia, and they know what what will happen if Russia wins here. So as as awful mm-hmm. as, as it is, um, they're going to put it's up better with than this. the alternative, uh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, and we'll talk about this more on the other side of the break as well, but uh, this is the this week was the 90th anniversary of the Holdemar. Yes. Yeah. And um, and we'll and if you don't know what that is, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break as well. But it's the it's where Voldemort from uh, Harry Potter gets his name, by the way. And also. Really? Um, yeah. And Vladimir McKay. McKay. I hope I'm saying it right. The you, the Belarusian foreign minister died mysteriously as these fellows often do this week at the age of 64 so will you still need me the answer is no for vladimir (laughs) the belarus foreign minister um he's been in there since 2012 pre like pre lukashenko days or yanukovych days this is uh that's a major turn we'll be back right after this with more philip itner live from ukraine and our dear friend johnny miller uh, million who will be uh like farming questions during yep. the yes. break. Yep. So we'll be back. Yep. Got a bunch. We'll be back. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. The house parks radio program. Mega worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. Couple of, a couple of uh, data points before we get into our conversation and, and some of our questions. Um, one of the big things the Europeans have been doing is talking about a price cap on Russian oil as a way of, uh, you know, of, of stopping funding for uh, Russia's oil. Um, 
you know, as, as far as funding for the using oil revenues to fund the war. And uh, Russian oil currently is trading below the cap mark. And uh, Russia signed a decree this week banning sales of oil to any participants in the cap. So they, they basically, if you know, you can't fire me, I quit is the, you know, is the is the standard. So, yeah. So um, on these guys, which is going to wreck their system anyways, they're already underselling um, the oil they're selling to China is operating below the cap that y- the Europeans would put on it. It's hilarious. I, I mean, but he's sharp as a tack, according to Trump. OK, so um, mm. first of all, Philip, the Haldemore, um, if you can yeah. kind of catch everybody up so, on what that is. Yeah, I need to. Then, today, today the beginning. is the, the OK, so today is the international day uh, of um, observing the. What is now the 90th? Because it, 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 the first period of famine was, uh, in, ni- in 1932, uh, Joseph Stalin, uh, as the head of the Soviet Union, uh, basically, uh, created, uh, a famine here in which millions of people died. I mean, this was one of the great unknown, uh, tragedies of the 20th century. And it was millions of people. The Soviets yep. kept it very much controlled. The information uh, coming out of uh, the Soviet Republic of, of Ukraine, um, many people say it was done to actually conduct ethnic cleansing against Ukrainians so that they could flood this place with ethnic Russians. That's disputed. But there are folks who strongly believe that. I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But they, they starved these people. They they took mm-hmm. all they the, the, so this is the breadbasket of Europe, and they took all the food when they made uh, this place a communist country. They collectivized the uh, farms, and instead of letting the people who work the farm at least get some of the toils of their of their labor, all the food was taken to other parts of the Soviet Union, and I'm mm-hmm. li- literally some estimates put it seven to nine million people died. And and we don't even really know the history of it. Uh, cannibalism was widespread. Um, it mm. it it really fed into the resentment that many Ukrainians felt towards uh, Russia and Russians and the Soviet mm. Union. And we are marking the 90th anniversary of this human tragedy at, at a time when Russia is clearly targeting civilians and that that coincidence that that correlation is not lost on many ukrainians who know that they are without they're without heat they are without water they are without um electricity tonight because they are being they are being targeted solely for being ukrainian and on a day when they mark the death of millions of their fellow countrymen in a man-made famine um, that messaging is not lost, and it 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 has renewed right. a lot of people, um, and, and their just resilience to standing up to Moscow. Uh, it was one of the great mm-hmm. tragedies of the 20th century. And there's a, a right. an amazing monument. It's in one of my vlogs, uh, and actually a couple of my vlogs. Um, the monument. It is haunting. It is. Uh, it is an awful, disgusting way to die. To be purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, starved, right. re- re- starved to death 
Is it any wonder the, that Ukrainian nationalism and resistance to control by Moscow, well, right. you know, is that strong? It's so as enormous. There was a um, so uh, in in studying up on it, you know, because, you know, in this last year, I've dived more into it than, you know, we've all dived into more Ukrainian history than I think we've ever done before, except but for Philip. Um, there is a series of uh, a, a particular girl, a young girl who survived it and, and she was older, but she kept she journaled during that time. It's kind of almost like the diary of Anne Frank of the Holdemore where she talks about the people she sees in the street who are literally like they're like zombies crawling on the ground. They can't they don't have enough strength to move. They passed out on the street. They're hungry and they're driven mad by their hunger. So they're just kind of like their jaws are biting at the air. It's the weirdest. The, the telling of it is just I mean, it reminds me of the zombies in The Walking Dead who are just like chomping at the air as you walk by um, in the storylines. And it's it's just heartbreaking. The only other thing I've ever word that w- read that was worse was the, the was Nanjing in China. What you know, the Japanese in in China during Nanjing, and then of course the Mao. Well, in the Holocaust, around, in the Holocaust, more, like a passive, you know, yeah, it's, it's on, right. it's but on I mean, the like scale in the streets as opposed to an yes. environment. Okay, yes, I, I take your point there, um, but it, the, the yeah. horrific nature of it, it, it was. I mean, it, and it's in its generational trauma that they still feel to this I'll day. I'll post it, by the way, for people who are asking. This yeah, it's, yeah, it it really is one of the worst things of the 20th century. Yes. And, um, and you know, you know, nor, and a lot of people, what they will do, and I have done in past years, but I, I haven't done it yet this year, but I will do it in a, in a little bit. Maybe during the break, I'll break it up. But it, it, traditionally what, people do is they will put a single candle in a windowsill. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's listening to this uh, uh, broadcast mm-hmm. or watching this pod, a podcast, um, uh, the mm-hmm. streaming cast, I, you know, go get a candle, put it in the window. Um, mm-hmm. It it's, it, it's, if you read about it, you will not yeah, be it's unable. So, it's heartbreaking. To, uh, you won't be able to unlearn it. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the worst things that could have ever happened to any group of people. And so, on a night when I am cold and mm-hmm. um, when there is uh, no electricity in many places of the country, they're targeting the people just like they targeted mm-hmm. the people in the Holodomor. They're targeting the people and it can't continue. This country is long overdue in, in getting its independence and breaking away from, from a, from a despotic, empirical colonizer that has no regard for the well-being of mm-hmm. the people of this country. And if you think that they're that the Ukrainians are putting up this amazing fight, well, they are. But they are because they know that if they let themselves fall subject to being a colony of Moscow, once again, that it, there will be another Holodomor. There will be another war. There will be another injustice mm-hmm. it's just what they do the, the disdain that they have for ukrainians uh, because you have yeah. to control in their minds the ukrainians the russians have a long history right. of, of doing this and it's ethnic cleansing and it's uh, genocide all of these buzzwords that kind of wash over us and don't have substance when you're here on the ground and you talk to the Ukrainians and you live amongst the Ukrainians and you live through what they're living through. I mean, I don't like this. This is hard. I could right. leave, but I won't, I will not leave. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm staying here. Friends have implored me to leave. 
They don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but <laughs> no. I'm doing it to myself because I, I decided a long time ago I was going to stand with these people because I know their history and they need to know that there are foreigners here. I was just then I was just collecting my soup. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just collecting my dinner, my, my soup that I will, I will reheat the microwave after this. And I was collecting it from my nearby restaurant, which, by the way, never stopped serving, even when the electricity was out there, a barbecue place. So um, they were cooking with coal, uh, with with coals. Um, mm -hmm. There was a table next to me, and they were, uh, you know, drinking it up and singing Ukrainian songs. And I just stopped for a minute, and I said, "Look, we know you're here. We're 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 yeah. with you." And it, I think it means a lot uh, to them. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe I'm overstating my own worth, but I, I, it's important that we. Do not let the Ukrainians fall in behind some sort of veiled control by Moscow like it happened in the Holodomor, like the 2014 yeah. Maidan revolution that kind of went on to the first of, was moved from the front pages to the sixth pages. And then it wasn't even in the press. Mm -hmm. But we always knew that this war was coming. And um, I, I just refused to let uh, Moscow do mm -hmm. what it normally does yeah. to Ukraine. And so on this day of all days, I'm going to put a, a candle on my windowsill. Right. Is it, uh, I I would I will do that myself after the broadcast um, and post a picture of it. I would love if anybody who follows me on any of the socials uh, to do the same. Um, and totally makes sense. We have questions. I do want to uh, bring up one other thing before uh, we get to those, which is Russia is apparently launching hollow nuclear missiles. Mm -hmm at ukraine simply using them for their crash potential like they they are just they don't have their their nuclear systems inside of them they are just rockets full of fuel smashing into things um they you know they're not and it people are saying this is actually reflective of the the lack of munitions in, in russia is so bad that they are decommissioning these things and taking the, the nuclear, by the way, if the nuclear apparatus was ever there to start with, don't get me started yeah, on, yeah. The, you know, the paper tiger aspect of it. But even still, if if they were the fact that they are removing them and striking Ukraine with these hollow nuclear rockets just to use them as projectiles. Um, yeah, uh, Russia's uh, like it's like it's like it's like the scene in Superman where the guy's trying to shoot Superman and he throws the gun at the mm -hmm. end. Like, dude, if the bullets yeah. didn't do it, what are you doing? But yeah. it is it, it is it's a fascinating turn of events as well. Um, well, um, we started we saw we saw like two months ago, uh, probably longer than that, them doing things like shooting missiles that are actually intended to sink aircraft carriers. Right. Okay. They were designed and built to sink American aircraft carriers. Right. And they were shooting them at suburban, you know, power stations and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, the, the, and the, the irony of it, and the thing that I love when I'm talking to my Ukrainian friends about this is the fact that they shoot all of this arsenal. They are pulling everything they can possibly can stuff that's mm -hmm. effective it's it built for one thing but they're using it for another and within a few hours the power is back on because the the civil engineers know it's coming so they're expending mm -hmm. billions and billions of dollars right. to try and destroy ukraine's electrical grid and while they're able to do it temporarily 
Power usually is yeah. back on before too long. Right, right. Let's grab some questions, uh, at least before we get into this first break. Unless you do at least one or two before we get into the uh, this Sure, break. Yeah. Then, yeah. I don't have a ton yet, so I'm about to be hit with a million. But um, Elizabeth right. would like mm-hmm. to know the status of the cat cafe in Lviv. You know if it's okay? I haven't been to the cat cafe. I haven't been to the cat cafe in a very long time, but I'm sure it is there, and I'm sure that there are lovely feline friends. The, the, the reason why I think the cat cafe is such a neat place to visit, it's bittersweet, mm-hmm. is because so many people had to leave their pets behind, and their yeah. children are devastated. Mm-hmm. And so what they have done is they have brought their kids who have escaped fighting in, particularly in the in the east, out in in Donbass, um, but you know it could be Kharkiv, it could be Kherson, whatever. Um, and they take their kids just to have a little bit of time with a four legged friend, and maybe remember their four legged friend they had to abandon. Um, so it's lovely to see them smile. It's lovely to see them be children again. But then they walk back out the, uh, you know they walk back out onto the cold streets and they don't have their little furry friend anymore mm-hmm. and right. it all comes flooding back so it's it's it it breaks your heart but at least for a little while they're at that cafe mm-hmm. next time i pass through Lviv, i promise i will go in and and have a yes. cappuccino and we'll see how they're doing oops squeeze in one more hell uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's grab one more if we can. If so Connie Kelly asked um, that there are reports the new troops are going into Ukraine without food or socks, also guns. How is this being received in Ukraine? The Russians, uh, yeah. Russian soldiers coming in here without? Yeah, I imagine. Oh, you know, I mean, the, the, on one level, on one level, they feel compassion for them, but it's it, percentage wise, it's like, you know. The, the, their level, their ability to have compassion for Russian soldiers who come here to kill Ukrainians is not that high anymore. Not that it was ever that high to begin mm-hmm. with, but it's that to many Ukrainians yes. who I speak to, it's like, all right, send them over with, with insufficient means and we will send them back in body bags. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, not a lot of yeah, compassion. It, the, you see a lot of, you see a lot of memes on the on the Ukrainian Telegram channels that I follow about those things in particular, you know, um, you know, and and uh, a lot of them are washing machine jokes. There was just a Russian general that was busted for um, he, yes. wanted, he was being paid a bribe in washing machines. He wanted to be paid his bribe in washing machines to oh, wow. sneak some people out of the country, which is the only thing they'll bust you for. They don't care about anything else. But he was sneaking soldiers out of the country, and they had to bring him a washing machine to get out of the country. And he had like dozens. But it had of to them. be a good. Yeah, it had to be a good washing. It'd be machine. a new one. Well, yep. and why? Why? Why the washing machines? It becomes that's become a meme. It's because the chips in them. The the yep. chips in those are they repurpose them. They use them for you know in other processors because they have no access to them. Same reason. There's a ton of like brand new LG washing and dry, washers and dryers being sold in Turkey because they disassemble them and sell the chunks of the inner workings to Russia um, to avoid yeah. the sanctions. Um, let's grab a break and then we'll come back with more questions. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk, home and and by the way, temporary home of Philip Bittner before he leaves us for greener pastures as we as we elevate him into the world. I'm going to force the Midas Touch guys. To, uh, to have him on the show. I don't care. It's, uh, they owe me a favor anyways. It's going to happen. We'll be back.
I am happy, you are happy. Let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny. I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky. Let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy. I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you? Chugga, chugga, choo, choo, woo. I am smiling, you are smiling. Let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy. I will still be there in the morning. I'll be right by your side in the morning. I'll make you breakfast in the morning. I hope that you like cereal. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! By the You're way, great, uh, we, we, we play that for Philip because we're always happy to know he's okay. Yes, because we all... Uh, like I said, many times we have all become Philip's mother now. So we yeah. always, whenever the power goes out in Kiev or there's a shelling or something blows up, we're, uh, we all immediately are like, how's Philip? And, <laughs> uh, and we're, we're always glad you're on with us. Um, let's share sure. those other questions. Cause I want to make but sure that first get two, it, two quick things, two quick things. Let's yeah. mark the whole the more mm-hmm. with a single Lighting candle, Lighting the candle for the whole the yeah. more. And secondly, and this is just completely unabashed and just not, I'm not going to even dance around this. Any listeners, any viewers of this podcast, if you mm-hmm. have a favorite podcast, if you have somebody who you think would benefit to talk yeah. to somebody who's on the ground here, I am not going through this winter for nothing. So I will, uh, the more <laughs> ears, uh, the more yes. ears. Share him out. The yes. more ears I can get to listen, Sparklers. the better, because it will explain why the heck I am here, because this is not fun. Right. Do not. I am not enjoying yeah. myself. By the way. I do not. I like so being Christian. I love these people. But yeah. please spread the message. People in the uh, Yeah, people in the audience know that I don't ask much and I don't ask often, but I will ask them to, if they listen to a, a radio show or a podcast, Share Philip's Twitter handle and his uh, and his YouTube channel with people and and give them that boost. Bug people that you like, like have this guy on. It'll work. Yeah. They'll unabashed. Uh, I, I'm yeah, just I'm, I am not attempt. Yeah, I'm not doing I am not doing I this. Agree. I'm not going through this. And it's Understood. I know that sounds like yeah. I'm whining, but it's also because I let's keep this on the front pages. And um, yeah, let's you need keep the this on the radar. And the, the, as and hard I'm, as I'm this is, we are going to make it no, through. Described as nothing. <laughs> I'm not offended at all as being described as nothing. I understand. But uh, no, yeah, okay. So let's grab some other questions. You know that's not sure, true. From, uh, Come on. Edge 3D Tech. Um, I can know. you ask Philip if they are yeah. continuing winter operations? Yes. Um, Yes and no. They mm. they are they're having to take a pause, uh, but they are not they're not stopping. They're not they're not gonna stop. Um, mm. They're they're in position. They're going to press their advantage. But um, right now, like right now, the last like week and a half, ten days mm. have been the weather has been really bad. It is cold. It is foggy. It is snowing. It's not great for just moving around, much less conducting combat operations. But we'll get through this initial mm-hmm. period of uh, of the first drop of winter when when the when the when the change happens, the seasonal change happens. There's normally a period where we do go through this like really ugly, slushy, muddy because it's not quite winter and it's there's snow, but then it melts and then it's mud and. So it, it just moving right. around, like 
if I, I don't have to leave my apartment, I don't leave my apartment, you know, much less try and pick mm-hmm. up a weapon and take it and take the battle to an enemy. But that will change and they will they will keep fighting throughout the winter. I think those who think that there is going to be this massive like pause and status quo, that's it's my it's my firm belief that that's not the case. And I I think we're going to see I think we're going to see the the Ukrainians still pushing against uh, the Russians and um, we'll see how it goes. But no, they're not stopping. Mm -hmm. All right, so from a Twitch user, Diagram65, Russia has POWs. Are they mostly civilian or soldiers? They're both. Uh, They're both. There's uh, an awful lot of soldiers that have been uh, captured, but then they have also conducted open open ethnic cleansing. They have have put – people who they consider ethnic Russians forcibly into trains and sent them east. Mm -hmm. Most disgusting of some of the stories that we hear that are substantiated are the children that they are taking from, um, from families taken out of orphanage is just Mm -hmm. displaced children. And they are putting these children in families in Russia's kind of Siberian and far east, um, which is in ethnic, in essence, is uh, child trafficking, and there's yes. just no two ways about it. Um, the so irony they have that Trump POWs, loves this, loves, Trump loves Putin, and uh, and they're, one of the big QAnon supports of you know Trump is is that he's going to stop child trafficking, and there's this whole big underground of child trafficking, and yet none of them seem to put two and two together about. Trump's ongoing love for Putin and yeah. the fact that Putin ordered this stuff directly this is the most overt kidnapping of children we've mm-hmm. seen since Boko Haram. Mm-hmm. It's always projection. Yep. So from Brad Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know the status of the nuclear plant? Zaporizhia. Uh, currently, Zaporizhia is still under risk. Uh, they are trying to moderate it. Uh, they're trying to uh, figure out some way. The, the big plan that a lot of people want to see happen is for, for this to fall back under Ukrainian civil administration um, and not directly controlled by Russia. Um, the International Atomic Energy uh, Invest uh, Agency, the I. AEA sent a, a crew in there. They were not particularly happy with what they saw. The, the concern is that if you leave it in Russian hands, that um, either they will not be responsible with it because they are dealing with an unfamiliar um, uh, plant, uh, or that uh, they will purposefully hold it over their, uh, everybody's uh, heads as a negotiating tool. So, But right now, it's my understanding that um, that it is still operational, Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's there are very grave concerns about about just the sheer capability of the, the Russians to maintain that place. So we we continue to be very deeply concerned mm-hmm. about Zaporizhia. And I think that's the, rightly so. The, the yeah. Russians want us to be the Russians, know. by the way, just transferred. They had another prisoner transfer with Ukraine. 
Um, 98 Ukrainian soldiers were returned. Some of them had been from Snake Island, but others were from Chernobyl, interestingly enough. They'd been held <laughs> since the seizing of Chernobyl. And there's still Zaporizhia guys that are, you know, are being held. The, the guards and soldiers that were protecting the plant that they didn't think were all on board with the Russian takeover. Um, they took those guys over there as well, prisoner early on. So they have yet to be exchanged. So, yeah. Anyways, next one, Johnny. Good mess. we got next a couple one, minutes there's left. There's a quick one. Um, we get this every now and then. Do you have, like, a, a Venmo or Cash app that people can just directly assist you? Yeah. Uh, I don't really. I, I don't really need one. I appreciate the sentiment. Um, maybe I'll set one up in the future. It's not financial that I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about getting the word out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you're not nothing. You know that, Al. Come on. I love I you, know. pal. Al, come I on now. I had a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine who wrote me on Thanksgiving. And I, I love him dearly. Yes. But he was like, is it worth it? What you're doing? Is it sure, worth sure. it? Yes. What you're going and through, you what shut- you're putting yourself through, is it worth it? And so I, because I love him and I, and I take, and we have these, these exchanges of ideas and, and he, he didn't do it out of malice. He genuinely was like, are you, are you achieving anything? Are you, are you right. doing something? Are you going through right. this for a reason? And it made me redouble my efforts in trying to expand yeah. my, my audience. So it is not a slight on you, dear Hal. It is, I know it is simply that I would, I, I do, this is not, enjoyable for me and i if i'm going to go through this and stand with yeah. the ukrainian people i want to admit i want as many american ears and international yes. ears hearing what Agreed. i have to say yeah i agree so uh and 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 the uh, the the order stands sparklers i'm serious you guys have shows yep. you listen to let's crisscross that world also um let's we got two minutes left so let's grab another question otherwise I'll right, one, one more here yeah uh from chuck cronin over on twitch i believe a uh, question for phil do we know if there's a resolution in the works to get attackums to the ukraine the the uh, ata cms yes Yes, there there are. We've talked about them in the past. These are missiles yep. that are shot from the HIMARS system, but they have a longer range. Um, and there is an and effort to get them there. Can we call them Because that's great. I hate that, but yes, we can call them attackums because that's what everybody calls them. Um, <laughs> A-T-A-C-M-S. Mm-hmm. I prefer the, uh, I prefer the acronym. Uh, oh, fine, attackums. I, I give up. I surrender. Attackums. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, there's an effort to get, but there's also now an effort to get actual Patriot systems because uh, the more yeah. that they try to inflict damage on the uh, energy sector and the infrastructure here, there there is a growing concern. That's a war crime. It's a war crime, and there is a growing effort to get Patriot missile systems in here to keep the skies uh, 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 to keep the skies safe. And, the, and let's do it. Yes, and the. And- and the empty nukes that they're sending over there gives another reason to have Patriot systems over there in case they decide to fill one up. It's totally important. So we're out of time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Philip. everyone. Spread the word. Thank you, Jerry right. Million. Love you guys. Thank you, Chicago. Ha- happy thank you, late Thanksgiving. Room. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Late Thanksgiving. And thank you, Chicago. And thank for everybody listening. Peace. I'm sorry. I'm not whining. I'm just let's let's no. try and get this out there. It. Please, folks, let's Agreed. talk to as many. I'll talk to anybody. I'll talk yeah, to anybody push out it to there. The front. <laughs> push it to the front, people. We'll be back. Thanks, next guys. Week. 